there on the box. I have, uh, to, I have to open up Twitch alerts. Don't worry about it. What box? What box? I, I, it sent up a little box that was, I, I sent you, It's a. it was like, it's your three-month anniversary. Send her a message. And I was like, okay, mystical queefs. Oh, there it is. I see it. I see it on, on the Twitch chat. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. And Hello. welcome to an episode of the Geek Remix Podcast Live. This is episode 13. Um, so a lot of people were asking about, like, games we're looking forward to or E3 stuff. So what I figured we could do is run through a couple news items rather quickly, and then we'll get to all the, not all the trailers shown at E3, but, like, the ones that we would probably have thoughts about. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do book recommendations, and then a couple questions if we have time. So, what's the first thing on the agenda? Okay, so the first thing is that Kickstarter is seeing a steep decline in the amount of money that's pledged to video games in 2016. So it's roughly the same number of projects that are successfully backed, but at much lower amounts. So <clears throat> for the first six months of this year, they pledged $8.2 million to video game projects, but last year it was $20 million during the same period of time. So... Like, for the first and second half of 2015, it was $20 million each. So $40 million overall, whereas this year it's on track to do, like, $16 million. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that it's partly the growing skepticism of, like, huge projects like Mighty Number no. 9 and, you know, other projects where it's, like, you know, people pledge the money and then it's, you know, two years until the game is actually finished but also platforms like Fig have cut into the Kickstarter number. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fig has been having trouble collecting unaccredited investments, including ones for Psychonauts 2. So, like, Fig has, like, millions of dollars of outstanding pledges, essentially, that it is unable to collect on. What do you mean outstanding pledges? Like, people who pledge money but never paid? Yeah, like in, but it's, uh, what they were talking about was investments, so I'm assuming it's people that invested, like, a large number of money, mm-hmm. and then just, like, were like, I don't feel like paying it. Oh, but, okay. But if it contributes to the game getting successfully backed, then that's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, you know what? I didn't feel like Broken Age was a letdown. That- I know, I know that some people did. Uh, I, yeah, I know. A lot of people felt that way, and I was just like, no, this is what you get for $3 million. This is straight up what you get. Like, you yeah. know? Well, I, I think the, the, uh, the um, crowning example for most people now is going to be Mighty Number no. 9. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Which, if you guys haven't watched um, Jim Sterling's video about it, it's it's pretty funny. I don't understand how you can mess it up. Like... Eh, whatever. I just, when I, you know what, I'm not a game developer, so, but why would they have that art style like that? It's terrible. I know. It's, yeah, it's pretty bad. So, um, and, okay, so when I had originally read this headline, I thought it was like a real world thing. So there's going to be a 
theme park called Nuka World inside Fallout 4. When I first read it, I thought they were talking about like a real post-apocalyptic theme park, and I was like, oh, awesome, that sounds Stacey can't wait until the end of the world. She hopes everybody dies. (laughs) I know. And I was like, whoa, that sounds super awesome. And then they were like, oh, it's found in the game. And I was like, oh, well. Why do you love the end of the world? Just because, like, everybody will be gone and you can, like, run around? Yeah, I think it's just because there's too many people on the planet right now, and I just want it to be, like, you know me and a couple other people fighting for survival. I don't know. I think, I seriously think that you're just waiting for the day where you can justifiably murder another person. No, that's not true. I feel like you're waiting. Like, you watch the 100. I haven't seen it, but all I know is, like, it's the end of the world and people are in, like, weird gangs and they're, like, killing each other. I'm like, I know that Stacy secretly just wants to be the leader of a murder gang. <laughs> and then we won't be able to be friends anymore because I'm not down with that. And I'll have to be, like, the leader of the opposite gang where, we're, like, we try to live peacefully. And then one day I'll have to, like, kill Stacy, even though she was formerly my best friend and I don't believe in killing, but it was the only option I had. You know, I don't think I could ever murder a person or an animal. Because no. I've, I've thought about it, and I was like, if I was actually in a survival situation, I I can't murder animals. Like I don't I believe you. Couldn't, you don't believe me? <laughs> I don't believe you, because I feel like at the moment the apocalypse went down, you would be immediately recruiting people into your murder gang. We're, but, like, all of your murders, you would, like, tell yourself were, like, justified, even though they, like, weren't. Oh, you know, as somebody in the chat is pointing out, they said I would die without my meds in an apocalypse. Yeah, no, 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 so. no, 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 no. This is what, this is the thing. Remember that article I sent you about um, how, like, people who are bipolar were, like, more fit to survive? <laughs> Stacey would excel. <laughs> she would excel because, like... Bipolar disorder evolved from the necess- the necessity to be, like, really active for extended periods of time and then, like, going to sleep. Yeah. And then so, just sleeping for days. Yeah, Stacey, you would thrive. Maybe that's why, because you know, like, yeah. that's where you My body's like, no, let's return the world to its natural state. <laughs> so, yeah, like... You know what? I used to be worried about because I used to be like, okay, if shit goes down, I need to pick up this medicine. You head to Stacy. Like, I got three months worth of shit. But now I was like, wait a second, maybe she would just like be great. <laughs> I would be, yeah, I'd be like the king of or queen of the the cr- crazy people, essentially. You just immediately, like, two days in, I would, like, show up and you'd be already in Road Warrior. Like, Stacy, it hasn't been that long. Manic Warlord (laughs) Stacy. I love it. Already, like, covered in blood paint. And I'm like, Stacy, it's been two days. Everyone else is completely fine. Everyone else is still alive, Stacy. There was just an earthquake. It's not a big deal. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm ready. It was just a very severe storm, Stacy. The power's back on. (laughs) um let's see you've already eaten your husband (laughs) (laughs) uh what else oh so two movie things pacific rim 2 is getting a a 2018 release date which is going to star uh star wars force awakens john boyega sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong as the son of idris elba's character from the first film why are they taking so long? Be- like, I don't, I don't have a problem with Rogue One, Rouge One, but like, I want to have, um, you know, 
more We're talking, this is story. this is Pacific Rim. I know, but it's gonna have the guy, and I'm like, he shouldn't have time. He should be working on Star Wars. Is he? I don't. Is he in? I don't think he's in Rogue One, Mari. No, I'm saying, I want. I don't have a problem with Rogue One. I would like to have Rogue One, but I. But that means that you have to wait an extra year for the sequel to Force Awakens. Oh, you know, I don't think that they would have. But I don't think that they would have... That would mean that they were releasing the movies a year apart. That's, like... That's very unrealistic. I've been spoiled by Harry Potter, dude. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. I that, that usually does not happen. And if it does, then the movies usually aren't very good. Harry <clears throat> Potter was great. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it was, like, horrible. Are you talking shit about Harry Potter? Um, stop. And let's see what else. Oh, Disney is confirming, <clears throat> sorry, confirming a sequel for Wreck-It Ralph in tw 2 in 2018. If you guys haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph, the original, it's pretty adorable. For some pretty... reason, I just don't feel like I'm very into it. Have you watched it? Nope. I don't know. Did you ever, like, ever see a movie that you know you're probably going to like, but then you're just like, I don't want to watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's like sabotaging myself for happiness. Yeah, so for the for people who aren't uh, familiar with what it's about, it's basically about, it's about video game characters in um, arcade machines, and they all have, like, a central place where they the arcade machine characters can, like, meet and stuff. It has a lot of, like, funny, like, cute video game references, and... For a movie about video games, it was, like, surprisingly not cringeworthy, you know? It was just cute. They actually tried. Hey, the guy from uh, Ono, Ross, and Carrie, Ross worked on that movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ono, Ross, and Carrie is a great podcast about, like, I don't know, uh, paranormal. They, and... Well, they, like, look into religions and pseudosciences and, like, yeah. alternative medicine and they they're all always like no it's that's this is not it. <laughs> yeah. So they they infiltrated Scientology, which was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a nine-part series that was like so I've never listened to so much podcast so fast. I was like completely in it. I was like, "Oh my god." Like this is crazy, oh my god! And it's not even like they do anything that's that crazy, it's just that they, like, went through it and got to talk to, like, actual people, you know what I mean? I like, you know what, I feel like that one was the least interesting of the ones they've done. Like, the Raelian one, I felt, was really good. Which where one? Raelians, where they go into this cult for people who believe, like, aliens are Jesus or something like that. Oh, I know that we listened to one... You know, remember that, like, years ago we listened to one of them? Which was when they went to a cult? Was that the one you're talking about? Well, no, they go to, like, tons of cults, so don't <laughs> worry. They go to, like, every cult. Yeah, tons of cults. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, guys. Um, uh, also, I just wanted, I had mentioned this on Twitter and just wanted to point it out in case any of you guys were interested. I'll put the link in the chat, too. So there's this game on Kickstarter, which is a gay medieval fantasy visual novel dating sim. Uh, I, yeah, somebody linked that to us, right? Or not? No, I no, I found it because I was poking around in the coming out on top developers Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was looking at the characters he was making, 
and so I saw a mention of this Kickstarter, and um, you play you play as a young man, and there's a bunch of like really hot love interests. The developer keeps adding more of them too because they've met all the stretch goals. There's also going to be trans and ace representation. The, the developer is a digital painter, so the scenery and the characters like look amazing. Um, it has the same look and feel of Solstice. Like, mm-hmm. the music is nice, and it looks good. Uh, he's considering adding voice acting, too, depending on the success of the Kickstarter. Um, and I feel, like, really proud to give it positive attention because I found it pretty much by accident, and it's, like, it looks like, it. Looks like it's it. going to be really cool. Um, so if that's something you'd be interested in, um, it's called Eldet, which is E-L-D-E-T. On Kickstarter. You know, I really hope that we find a <clears throat> lesbian game like coming out on top with the same level of like goofiness and fun and stuff because every time I like download a visual novel that's like Yuri on Steam, it's always I don't know, I guess too serious or too too cute. Like I I st- I still go through it and everything, but it's like I don't know, it just feels like it's not I know Made they're for me as the demographic. You yeah, know? I know they're out there, but I think the problem that I run into with a lot of them is either they're not very well made, or it feels like it's made for a guy to play it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because a and, lot of them, it's like it doesn't. They'll be just. It doesn't feel organic. It just feels like they've gone straight for the groping. Like, in Coming Out on Top, I felt like it was goofy and fun, and, like, there were the options to, like, do these ridiculous scenarios, but there was a build-up, and there was, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. But when it comes down to it, there's lots of sex in it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and, like I, you... I like that perfect balance. Yeah, and, like, you get there. You know? It's, yeah, like cute demon crashers. If I could have the female like storyline of cute demon crashers vibe. For, Dude, like, a cute whole demon game. crashers was amazing. Yeah, if I could have the female cute demon trasher, crashers storyline vibe for like a whole game with that whole like different people. Like if every character in cute demon crashers was a woman, that would be like ace, you know? Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. If somebody knows a game like that, because I feel like a lot of Yuri gets, like, really serious. I know. Well, one of the things that, so Eldet, that game that I mentioned, the first thing that the developer actually says in the little video about it is he was like, you know, I hate how, or not I hate, that's my words. He said, you know, I feel like a lot of games that are about queer people or about people of color get tied up in homophobia and racism like that that's a major plot driver um and he was like yeah people play video games to escape that shit yeah and so that's like he wanted to create a game that was like about people of color and like queer people of color that didn't revolve around racism and homophobia so i don't know how much of a part if any the those themes will play in the game but i heard that and i was like oh escapism game yeah, people, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with covering that shit, but, you know, people are kind of tired of being the victim of every story they want to yeah. be a part of. You know, sometimes people just want to be the hero, and it's cool. 
Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's one of the problems we had with fragments of him was that, like, was... they really, it really, like, bashes you over the head with the homophobia theme, and it was like, I get it. That's why I'm so obsessed with the Once Upon a Time lesbian couple. Where because was... nobody cares. Yeah, it was like, nobody even goes, like, nobody even mentions, like, it's, like, it could be different. Because, yeah. like, Snow White was like, I've known you for a long time, Ruby. And, like, that's it. Like, I know who you are. She, like, pretty much being like, I, yeah, we all know. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even, like... Even the evil people, they didn't even go, like, she's with a girl. They just went, they uh -huh. were just upset that she was happy because, you know, they don't like happy endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, I can't believe she got her happy ending. And then, like, everybody was clapping and they were full on making out. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It great. So, and I mean, I just, you know, I liked how it was more about her finding the person that she wanted and being happy rather than, like, oh, my God, it's the struggle and. I don't know if I'm gay. It was just, Ugh. like. I feel like the way they were uh, presenting it was pretty much anybody can be with anybody and it just happened like this is how it was. Yeah. Like, like in their world, that wasn't like a question. It just happens sometimes and that's cool. Yeah. Like, Agreed. They, nobody thought it was a big deal and I was like, this is great. This is perfect because she didn't do that. Like, I don't know if I'm like attracted to girls. Her problem was like she just didn't want her to get her mixed up in her drama. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was like... Yeah, it was great. Definitely. Amazing. Um, her story is out on Android and iOS now. Ooh. Yeah, so I thought that that would be good to point out for anybody who hasn't played it yet. It was like a really awesome indie game from last year where you go through old video clips and try to piece together this story that ends up being pretty interesting. Um, uh, there should be a trigger warning for... Uh, I don't know how to phrase it. I don't want to say unhealthy sip. Mm. Like, I, I can see if somebody played this game and they might get upset by certain things, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I actually, I guess I'm not familiar with that, so with that, like, as a trigger. So I don't know. I, Incest? Mate? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I would say true warning for unhealthy sibling relationship? No, I don't know. Just. Yeah, it's know. unfortunate that you had to put, well, I anyways. have to do that because yeah. I don't want somebody to play it and be like, oh my god. You know? What I what I usually do is if there's a trigger warning that's like a major plot point, I try to just say like if you have something, then go look it up. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I should have done that. Sorry guys. Yeah. I just didn't want somebody to like play that game on a recommendation and then get like really upset. You know? I just... Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, Attack on Titan season two is coming in 2017. Wow, I'm glad I haven't, like, kept up on <laughs> the yeah. on Titan. Because, like, I got went through halfway through the first season and they were doing those filler episodes. Yep. I really love Attack on Titan, but the filler episodes, I was like, I'll just wait. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll just wait until there's more of it, okay? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I guess I'm glad that I, <laughs> I waited because it's been like four years. Yeah. Oh, it looks like everybody could hear the fireworks or gunshots, whatever is going on outside. Yes, on, for Stacy in uh, Fourth of July, it's either gunshots or fireworks for her. So question mark, you never know which one it's going to be. Yeah, so uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Like you, you're behind some brick walls. You're fine. Don't worry about it. And on the something floor that I will not say which one. <laughs> I don't want to be able to figure this out. You're just, you're just like. Spoilers, this is where Stacy lives. <laughs> if you can get there through the wasteland. I know. Um, Alright, so let's go into the games at E3 and impressions of those. We don't have to spend a whole ton of time on each one, but I just thought it'd be good to like bring them up. Do you in want case... me to look up the... Here, as you mentioned them, I, don't, I will... Um... I don't know that I'd play the trailers, but you can at least like show pictures of them. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Okay. So the first one, I think, on a lot of people's minds was Breath of the Wild, which is the new Zelda game from Nintendo. That's probably going to be coming out for the NX. Um, I watched it. I watched the trailer. It looks looks pretty nice. Um, looks pretty nice. I haven't had an actual Nintendo console in forever, though. I just have a 3DS. I'm showing the trailers on mute. Okay. And I'm having them not in full screen, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Okay. Whoa, there's a big... Sorry, I won't live commentate. So <laughs> Go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah, just keep it windowed like that. Uh, so, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I know they've introduced a lot of new mechanics. Uh, it's, I, I don't know that there's, like, too much to say about it aside from, like, go check it out because it looks really cool, you know? Well, I'm totally into these, like, you know how I am when that, in video games where there's these things that are just huge, and I'm like, yes, it's huge, where you're like, you're really small, and the thi whatever it is that's moving is gigantic. I don't know. I always love that. Yeah. That's my thing. Oh, so. oh, okay. I thought he was going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the new Nintendo trailer, someone kills themselves. It'll be just like God of War. Link jumps off of the top of a mountain. <laughs> um, so that looks pretty cool uh, you could keep showing the trailer Pokemon Sun and Moon they showed like a, showed a couple new Pokemon um, that I'm also excited for although I, I make such slow progress through the Pokemon games so as some of you know I've been playing Pokemon Ruby mm -hmm. um and Mario Wait, was no, like, you're not po not Pokemon Ruby. You're playing Pokemon, which I forget which one. What it was is. the one I gave you? You have Sapphire. Yeah, Do but that would, that's the one that I got. No, I gave you a different one. It was oh. the latest one. I don't know. I like I completely forget now because I've just been playing it, and I haven't played a lot of the newer ones, and so they're all just like, oh, it's new. It's the one that takes place in France. Uh. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Stacy, this is so your thing because everything takes place in France. And you're like, what? Oh, it. it's, po it's Pokemon X or Y. Yep. Yeah, that's and it. And then uh, you, uh, you got the 
Are all the French stuff, are you understanding all the French references? Yeah, I mean, there haven't been that many so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the Castle I, of Versailles is in there, but they don't say it, but that's what it is. But oh, yeah. I mean, tell by the garden that it's the Castle of Versailles. If it's a giant palace, then probably, yeah. The way the garden is laid out, you can tell that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Have you been there? No, I just watch a bunch of documentaries about it. Yeah. It's it's pretty, memorized it's, it. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> just memorized um, every square foot of the Castle of Versailles. That's all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, another trailer that was pretty question mark was the one for Death Stranding, which is the new Hideo Kojima game starring Norman Reedus. I think and his butt. I think that that's not going to have anything to do with the actual game, and that was a representation of his struggle with Konami because Well, he they has show him with the handcuffs. He has handcuffs, and then there's a dead white whale on the beach, which is a reference to the Moby Dick game that he kind of teased and stuff. Oh, And it was on. dead. You know Keep talking. My air conditioning is going off, so I'm just going to turn it off. Okay, Here. so in, um, in the trailer that I was looking at, I was like, okay, so there's hands all over him, and he can't you know, he feels violated, and he's naked, he's handcuffed. And then on the beach, there's all these whales washed up, and there's a white whale there, which I think is a reference to, like, all of his creations that have been killed by Konami. And then his baby, like, you know, his umbilical cord and cut up. That's like, his baby died and was taken away. Yes. Did you hear anything I said? No, but I mean, I pretty much know, like, what you're talking about, because I've seen other people talking about it. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, other people have done like a, you know, like when I when I when all of the trailers happened, like I wasn't able to watch pretty much like any of them in the moment. So, I would say like a, a week or so after E3, I like went around and I found all the trailers, watched all the trailers, and I was confused the whole time until I saw the dead white whale, and I was like, oh, I understand what this is. <laughs> I was like, what? What is oh, this? <laughs> no. from, from the moment they showed, like, him with, like, the handcuff, the broken handcuffs on. Oh, because he's free? Because he's free! He's free! Um, oh, there's... Norman Reedus is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, VR trailers that they showed, or they didn't even, like, really show a trailer for Batman Arkham VR. They really just said, like, it's gonna be VR, you okay. know? Where, where they show, like, a panning of, like, the Batman, the Batsuit. And it's like, all right. You can see right. his gold bulge in 3D. Yeah, you can see his pectoral muscles in 3D. Bat nipples 3D. <laughs> um, I'm interested to know how they'll do combat, because it's like, you can't exactly, you don't have that much space. Is that going to be, like, a controller thing? And what? you just have to. I don't know. It might be a third person, because I played an Adventure Time 3D game, and I was just looking at it, like, from above as a balloon. Oh. Like, I got turned into a balloon, and I was just following Finn and Jake around. Yeah, yeah. And that was pretty cool. But, I mean, I would assume that they would have you do the combat. No, 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 no. Finn and J I was controlling Finn and Jake in the game. Yeah. And I was just floating behind them. Ah, okay. It was just it was as if I was a camera, but I it was 3D to me. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like if people haven't haven't experienced VR, it's it's like hard to. I know we've said it like a million times on the VR videos that we did, but it's hard to explain what like how it looks actually in VR because you think it's just going to be kind of like oh you're in a 2D representation of the game and it's like no it feels like it's all around you oh uh one thing i would point out like when people are talking about like vr sickness i was like what are you talking about like i'm fine it was because we have the htc vibe which means we have room scale which we can walk around but other people like if you get an oculus that means you're going to be mostly sitting down controlling it and like moving around the space Mm -hmm. but not moving your body and that's what makes you sick, because I was playing some games that were sit down and you, like, use your controller to move around, and I was like, oh, God, whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, even when I was doing the, because they, what, the chair in a room game, you can, like, warp around. Yeah, but I didn't... the warping doesn't make you feel sick. It was the, like, if you use a controller, and yeah. you're sitting down, and you move where you are, not warping, like, gliding forward. Uh, that's when you start to feel like, ooh, I feel kind of like, ooh. Interesting. Yeah, I know that peop- one of the reasons, like, the Vive has been kind of, like, cleaning up is because the Oculus is like, oh, we don't have motion controllers. Also, you're not going to get your headset for another few months. Yeah, you know? so I, I know that Oculus is the person who, like, dove into the market and created it, and I'm not trying to give hate. Like, a lot of people are being so dramatic about Oculus doing exclusives. And I was like, you need to calm down. Like, people were losing their minds about this. Just, like, calling Oculus bad people. I was like, you know they paid for those games, right? Yeah. They actually, like, straight up paid for those games. And people were calling them, like, bad people and, like, bad for the industry and stuff and i was like they funded those games or they're giving them money to do an exclusive that's not any different than xbox asking an exclusive or ps3 asking for or playstation asking for an exclusive yeah and they're like it's bad for the market like you're just mad because it's not coming to the htc vibe for a few months it's not Uh, that big of a deal platforms do exclusives all the time and it's this it's the same as having like oh these are netflix shows that you watch on netflix these are shows that you can watch on Hulu. I just These are shows that you watch on HBO. Like, that's, it's the same exact thing. I just felt like people were being so just dramatic. And then the the HTC Five subreddit slash Vive, like, the moderators were just, like, just playing around, being like, they, like, changed the name a few times to just, like, joking names. And everyone was like, how could you change the name of this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're being so... And I was like, wow. This is... People were like, I've, I have left this many comments on this subreddit. And if you don't change it back, I'm going to go. And I was like, you do you think your comments are, are important? Constructive, like, yeah. They think that... It was just like, sometimes people really overestimate the value <laughs> of, like... Their of their account. own importance. Yeah. Yes. It's like, yeah. calm down. Relax. Like, um, I was embarrassed to be an HTV Vive owner. Owner? Yeah, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how I feel. Yeah. When it's like, when things happen and you're just like, oh my god, I'm embarrassed to be in the same group with, like, you. group of people. Oh god. 
did you see the Resident Evil 7 VR trailer? I did not. I've heard about it, but some guy jumps out of the closet at you or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't imagine playing that whole game in VR. Even if it's, like, not that scary, it's VR, so it's scarier. I know, because, like, if you guys watch our chair in a room Let's Play, I'm sure if you're watching it off the screen, it's not that scary. But when yeah. it's on your face, you're like, ah, ah. Yeah, because it's like, you feel like you, it's there in the room with you, and you can't get away from it. I don't, it's... Even if it's, like, shitty graphics, yep. it's, it's, like, it's physically there. Because it's like has a physical presence. It looks like as real as if somebody was standing in a room with you. Yeah. Even if it was a shitty graphics. That kind of makes it scarier because you're like, why does that actually exist in a physical presence in front of me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's going to walk over to you. And I mean, I remember when we played Chair in a Room and I was playing it. Like, I was doing pretty good for the beginning part of it, but there's always that, like, there's always that just, like, little voice in the back of your head that's like, I don't really know if something's going to jump out at me. I don't know what it's going to do, exactly, you know? because your primal brain, like, you know it's not real, but the primalness of your brain, you're so convinced because the VR goggles are, like, you know, all up on your face. You can't see anything else. Mm-hmm. So you're looking, and it really feels like you're in that room. It looks like you're in that room with whatever it is. Yeah. So your brain's automatic reaction is that's real. Because you know when you're watching, even when I'm playing scary video games, I can be chill because it's like on a flat screen. I'm okay. Yeah, and you can see like the world around it. You know it's not real. But with the VR glasses on, it's like, ah, what? I'm getting better about that. But to be honest, sometimes I even still get that like it's real feeling with a flat screen. So I don't, I don't think I could handle it in VR. Well, now people want us to play, I'm sure. No, that's not for me. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy 15 is coming. In VR. Uh, yeah, I don't know like what that VR experience is going to be like because it's... I'm pretty sure it'll just be like third person watching everybody, but I'm ready to watch this like implied y Yuri, like... I mean implied Yaoi in 3D, so that's fine with me. Yeah. I it it really depends on like what it ends up looking like. I I might prefer it 2D, but I don't know. Stacey, don't you want a 3D hot anime brotherhood? No, it really depend <laughs> it really depends what they look like in 3D, you know? Mhm. Mm uh if they don't look as hot in 3D, then, you know. I'm wondering like those VR glasses are $400. Like there has to be some sort of upgrade to the system like that you plug in or something i you know? well i it just pairs with your ps4 yeah it just seems like a very expensive peripheral even if it's vr glasses that's all i mean i think it's perfect for anyone who owns a ps4 because they can get into the vr market without having to buy a pc Yes, what I'm saying is I feel like the glasses themselves are a bit expensive for someone who owns a console, that's all. Uh, it, but it's less It's less than it is for somebody who owns a computer, like thousands less. That's true. <laughs> if somebody owns a PS4, like only a PS4, 
they're paying like a couple hundred dollars for the PS4, four hundred dollars for the glasses. That's maybe seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. If you own a gaming PC that can handle the Oculus or HTC Vive, you're starting at eight hundred dollars just for the glasses. Not to mention the cost of having your PC be able to handle the games. That's true. I just feel like for the console market, that's expensive. For the console market, like relative to the PC, yes, it's cheap. But for the pe- market of people who have consoles, who are just wanting like a all-in-one box that like can handle games for a cheaper price, that's how I feel like it's too expensive for the console market. Oh no, I think that I think it's ju- I think it's perfect price. Well, you have a better understanding of the console market, so I believe you. Yeah, I because it's the cost of buying another PS4. It's like the perfect price point. If somebody, I mean, I'm not saying it's cheap by any means, but I'm saying it's a very, like, Christmas present price point. Ah, okay. Like, they're releasing it in the fall, in the lead-up to the holiday season. If somebody, the same person who would have said, like, two years ago, hey, I want a PS4 for Christmas, can now say, I want the VR headset for Christmas, and it's, like, the same price. You know what I mean? Yeah, for some reason, in my mind, it would have been more reasonable if it was $200 just to get people into the market. But you know what? It's better than nothing. Because then, like, in my head, a peripheral to the PS4 should be, like, half its price at most. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think think they picked a good price. Because I think that It's probably very expensive to make, so... Yeah, and I think that... The most important thing is that it's priced lower than the HTC Vive and the Oculus. How much is the Oculus? I thought the Oculus was six hundred. Oh, it's six hundred. Okay. Yeah, it's six or seven hundred. I think. I know and that the Oculus is coming with, uh, you know, hand sensor things, but the technology they're using is straight up cameras, which is going to be heavier on the processing power of your computer. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that. That's yeah. why I was glad I got the HTC because. The processing of just having uh, infrared sensors is better. But the problem is that if you have your HTC Vive um, red lights up, none of your remotes in the in the room will work. <laughs> so my boyfriend thought the TV uh, infrared was broken, but it wasn't. It was just that the HTC Vive infrared lights were up. So remember to unplug them at when you're done playing because I was like, why isn't the controller for our recording device working? And then I turned off the HTC Vive uh, thingy and it was fine. Yeah. Oh, another, so another thing to point out about the price point is that at a $400 price point, like they're still targeting people who are early adopters. That's true. You know, like they're not—they're not going after everybody who has a PS4 because clearly everybody who has a PS4 is not going to be like jumping on this right away. Uh, but I think, you know, it—you see it with every market when it starts out, everything is like super expensive, and then within a couple years, the price drops down. Which is kind of why they keep upgrading consoles every few years because it's like they have to. Not only do they have to make it better so that people will want to keep buying them, it's like they want people to keep investing hundreds of dollars in it. And it's yeah, not like it's not you know, like last generation because last generation happened during recession, so yeah. and we're getting out of that now, so people are able to spend more money now. So yeah. <clears throat> 
people thought the consoles were dying. I was like, no, it's because there was a recession. Nobody had money to buy a new console, jerks. And it, yeah, and it's clearly it's it's a luxury purchase. Yeah. So know? now people can buy those things because more people have jobs and people are recovering from their stuff a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know what? Now that I have experienced VR firsthand, it's so hard to explain. And a lot of people I know like love to give hate on the VR stuff. It's. I really feel it's because they haven't like experienced it. Cause Stacy, you. It's not that I'm saying that you're hating on. You were just hesitant because you didn't want to believe. Because oh, you didn't I. Want to get let down. I well, I think I was just very skeptical that it would look the way it does. Yeah, she, I, I was trying to explain to Stacy like, no, it feels like I'm really in the room, like it's real, and you're just like. I completely didn't believe you. Well, yeah. Be, well, because you just don't like to be let down. That's all. Yeah. Well, I like to set my expectations on the floor so that anything I get is a surprise and delight. So then I was like, "Here, now you're <laughs> under the ocean with with jellyfish," and you were like, "What?" Well, and you know what else it is too is that I thought that because it's hard to explain why it still feels realistic even though the graphics like you wouldn't confuse it with real life you know what I mean like the graphics aren't that good they're good but they're not like I'm not like sitting there being like oh I'm actually under the ocean it kind of feels like you're under the ocean but at the same time you not if that makes sense (sighs) I I don't know how to explain this it's not like like it's not like the holodeck Okay. You know, where, like, the graphics of real life are exactly the same as the graphics of the holodeck? It's as if the world was made out of a video game. Yes, that's, yeah. Like, your brain thinks this is real. But but, it, but it's like you're in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. But the video game is real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's... But now that I've tried VR, I really, really hope that the market becomes a real thing that lasts for a long time because it's really amazing and I really hope it gets to a point where a lot of people can afford it and stuff because I know a lot of people are really skeptical about it and a lot of people who can't afford it are like no that sounds stupid so I just it's really amazing it's it's really cool and I want like more games and more people to get creative with the VR experience and stuff to see what I'm really excited because even the launch titles, like Call of the Starseed and The Chair in a Room, they were, like, you know, launch title level games, but I was still really immersed in that. Yeah. it It's cool to me, but I don't think it... I don't know. There, there's something about it that I'm just like, yeah, I still probably wouldn't get it for my house, though. But you would get the PS4? Because you can, because you can like, sit down and play it. I don't... You, you can sit down and play in the HTC Vive. Yeah. But what I like to do every night or whenever I need to calm down is I put on the Vive. Because I set it up so now I can just turn it on in yeah. the game room. I just like to put it on, like, turn on the ocean or sit in that, like, space thing that I got and just relax and chill. Yeah. Because it I really mean, feels like I'm in a giant room and that's relaxing to me. Yeah, I feel like one of the things that I miss out on is because I often like to play games while I'm doing something else, mm. and you cannot do that with virtual reality. What do you mean, like uh, talking to Brandon or? No, like talking on Twitter, like while I'm playing a game. You know what I mean? Like oh. I'm a, I'm a two screen person pretty much all the time, 
And, you know, you can't do that with VR. Like when you're in VR, and that's one of the things that like freaks me out about it a little bit too, is like, I don't think I'd be able to do that like while I was by myself. Oh, because you need to have some sort of because like Because I'd be, I get too afraid of like somebody being able to like walk up behind me and scare me. Like the prospect that I would be like with the headset on and somebody could like come home and like tap me on the shoulder and I wouldn't know about it. That's like scary as shit. Oh yeah, you are in the city, so. Yeah. I make Stacy text me every time because I'm convinced that somebody's like broken into her apartment and is waiting for her. And so is I'm, waiting for me to come home. Yeah, so I'm like make her stay, her, make her text me, and I wait outside in the car just in case, and I make elaborate plans in my mind about how I'll come save her. I know. One time, <laughs> instead of texting her, I like opened the window and I like waved at her, and so then she called me and she was like, "Okay, if there's somebody there with you that is making you do this, say this." And if you're, like, safe and by yourself, say this. <laughs> it's true. She opened up and waved. I was like, what if she's waving at me that she needs help? <laughs> like, she was like, I'll just do something slightly different because Mari's extremely paranoid. And then she'll know. <laughs> um, so moving on to a few of the other games because we just spent a while talking about VR. But so Quantic Dream, it looks really cool. I can't wait to see how many sexual assault scenes are in it. Oh, for Detroit? Yeah. I wonder if he's, like, learned his lesson because you can tell through the progression of his games, they have gotten better, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like heavy... I think they've gotten better, and he's, like, matured as a story writer, but, like, still the things that the way people talk is very strange, you know? Well, those, they're they're mostly androids in that game. Oh, so then then, but then that'll be the one time he makes human conversations. You're like, no, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm really interested to see where it goes because I feel like walking into it knowing that David Cage was like even remotely involved. I feel like I can say honestly, if it's really good. I'll be happy, we but if it's Beyond really Two bad, Souls. I'll be happy too. Yeah, we loved Beyond Two Souls. We liked that. And I felt like the acting in that was pretty good. So I think, you know, he knows who to hire and how to not to hire weird French-Canadian people for Boston characters. But Yeah, as somebody in the chat is pointing out, there is, like, the whole section of Beyond Two Souls with, like, magical, mystical American Indians that's very stereotypical. I mean, I don't know, like, uh, I remember when we were playing, you seemed to be okay with it, so then I didn't say anything. I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really think about it at the time. You realized this was, like, three or four years ago. Well, I was just go. I was following your league. I was like, if Stacy's okay with it, I won't tell her. No, somebody's, po somebody's pointing this out in the chat right now. No, I'm just talking about, like, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, tell you how to feel when we were playing. That's just part of the conversation. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be interesting for me to play it again and see how I felt about it because I also know that at the time it was, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was terrible, but it was like kind of, it was fitting into the tropes, but it wasn't like their entire identity in my opinion. No, I didn't think so either. 
I, yeah, I mean, it's like, if you want to see that as a trope, then yes, it is a trope. But it wasn't like they were, I felt like they, it fit, it fit into a trope that can be seen as negative, for sure, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at that compared to, like, the things that happen in Heavy Rain. Yes. You know? Heavy Rain, like, there were some really bad racial stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So I will give credit, like, you know, he has done um, some terrible things, but he is getting better, slowly. Fahrenheit, or Indigo Prophecy, rather, the tropes in that, the racial tropes in that, like, what on earth? He keeps putting uh, classic black exploitation music every time the black guy comes on screen. And so it's like, is this intentional? <laughs> Is he is he like parodying black exploitation because he's a detective and he's black or what? I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Very very weird. It's very strange. Uh, okay, so a game, another game that I'm very much looking forward to is Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, I just want to point out. Uh, back to Detroit. I always get really upset when androids and gynoids get like mistreated in video games because I was trying to watch that um that one show about the androids that get bought as like house servants or whatever and they were implying that you could have this android be a sex robot they were like here's the secret thing blah 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 and then I just couldn't watch it anymore because I didn't want to watch this android get raped you know but, but you talk about having sex with robots all the time Consensually, gaining can a, consent. Can a robot give you consent? That's the problem. So yeah. if it was like Edie, and I said, Edie, would you like to have sex with me? And she said yes, I would know that that was a consenting thing. But these androids had programs that you would install and make them have sex with you. And what are you, what is, what me. is this show? I can't remember what it was called. It's like something human or something like that. They're all like androids. And like my sister really wanted me to watch it. And I watched the first episode, I was like, I know where this is going, goodbye. <laughs> like, Weird. I don't like it when it's, when it's like, do this to activate sexual protocol, because it was already established at the beginning that these, they, these robots were rebelling and yeah. trying to be free. So I was like, oh, these are like sentient beings with desires and emotions. I don't want that. Yeah. But, um, like, but if I, like, went up to Edie... Because you know that Edie is a person, and she's not going to, like, just do something because she doesn't want to do it. And you've already set her free. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, Edie, do you want to have sex? And she'd be like, yeah, okay. And I'd be like, okay, this is consent. But if it was, like, activate this protocol and type this in, I and the, and I knew that they were a sentient being or I wasn't sure, it's I would called, not do that. It's called humans. Yeah, humans. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, consent, man. I don't know. I always feel like it's a very close allegory to, like, women 300 years ago, so I get really upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hu it's humans, not almost human. Almost human is different. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm correcting the chat because they're all talking about uh, the two shows. The, the titles are similar, but they are different. I just get really upset when robots get mistreated, like an AI, artificial intelligence. I was, like, so upset. <laughs> Like, this bat movie makes me cry so hard because he was programmed to love, and nobody would love him. I was like, why is this happening to what, him? What is this? 
AI artificial intelligence? Oh, I, I don't think I ever saw that. Oh my god, he's a robot that's programmed to love. And his family doesn't love him. It's so Aww. sad. And, like, they abandon him. And he, like, goes off to find the blue fairy because he wants to be a real boy. Aww. Because he, he thinks if he becomes a real boy, his mom will love him. So that's, yeah. Interesting. It's so sad. So, other robots. Horizon Zero Dawn, which has Ashley Birch voicing Aloy which is a basic, it's a futuristic but prehistoric society. So sometime in the future, basically society collapses and humans are sent back to like sort of Stone Age technology. It's not post, post, it's post, post apocalyptic, right? Yeah, it's, so it's not, it's, it's definitely like many years after an apocalypse of sorts. Yeah, that's, it's called post, post apocalypse where it's like, it's starting to rebuild after the apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. And so she plays a red-headed warrior lady that kills robot dinos. There's been a lot of buzz about this game, and I am so excited. Yeah, it looks cool. I am so excited. But I don't want I don't want to know anything. I just want to jump in and be happy. You yeah. Know, you know, you know I... the, the one thing that I did look at was, like, I looked at a tiny bit of gameplay because I just wanted to see... I, I feel like sometimes it's like they show you a trailer and it looks amazing, but then when you get into the actual gameplay, you know, you're like, oh. Uh, which is why I always try to look at, like, just a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. um, it seems to have a lot more of a story than, you know, some other games that have come out that were kind of similar. Mm -hmm. um, another one that... I was a little confused how to feel about was this game called Days Gone. It, so you play as a bounty hunter biker in a post-apocalyptic zombie wasteland, essentially. Not wasteland. It's like the world is It's very much like The Last of Us where the world is still beautiful, but there's like hordes of zombies. I was intrigued but kind of unsure because the developers say that there's like a deeper story there that you explore. But I wasn't sure. I don't know. It looks pretty bland. Like, it looks good, but bland at the same time, if that makes sense. Well, exactly. Like, I'm not sure, you know, is this, like, because with The Last of Us, like, the story clearly goes, like, above and beyond, like, what you would think the typical zombie story is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. Like, it, it looks like it could be hit or miss. I just don't believe him, honestly. Just yeah. don't believe I don't know. I, He's wearing I would... like a, a Sons of Anarchy biker jet. Okay, I'm not. All, all my judgments are coming in hard right now. Yeah, I mean, you're you're. I feel like a little too skeptical of games with male protagonists, though. Yeah, I am. So, I don't know. I try to give things like a fair chance, but I want to. I would want to see more of it before I would think about playing it. Mm, there's some zombies. I'm I'm not saying that like I want to play it. I'm saying that like I I'm not want... disagreeing with you. I'm just looking at it and saying how I feel. I'm not trying to disagree with you. Yeah. Oh god, those zombies. Oh god. Whoa. Oh yeah, Whoa. they're they're pretty terrifying. They move as a horde. Oh yeah, I heard about that. They're supposed to be like water. Yeah. If you That's actually that's an interesting game mechanic, but yeah. I'm, it's too scary. 
So, zombies are too scary for me. Ooh. Yeah. So they run, and by the the developers mentioned they run faster than you. <laughs> great. So you, so you have to like. Twenty eight days later, zombies. Yes. Great. So you have to do things to the environment to like slow them down. No, this is not the game for us. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna be very confused. We're gonna die a million times. I know. Um, I don't know. It just like. I want to see more of, like, what that story is like because it, it looks interesting, but I just don't know how much of a part the story is going to play in it and how much of it is just, like, you're a bounty hunter. Go collect bounties. Oh, this is giving me a lot of anxiety right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, something that will give you less anxiety is The Last Guardian is coming out on October 25th. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love how, like, okay, this whole year we've been like, oh, we gotta find games, we gotta find games. Every single game is coming out on, like, the same day. And we're gonna die. Well, there's a lot of stuff coming out in the fall and then in the beginning of 2017. Yeah, but, like, I think... What else is coming out? There's, five games coming out in the fall and nothing coming out right now for us. What's coming out at the end of this year? Well, I remember, what what were all the games that you were saying coming out this fall? I only mentioned one. No, but you, we've talked before, not on podcasts. Oh, oh, right. Um, I don't know. I Final look. Fantasy, Last Guardian. Uh, is, is, no, they pushed Mass Effect, didn't they? Yeah, Mass Effect is 2017. Ah, okay. But I'm sure everything good's going to come out later. But, um... Yeah, I don't see anything else that really... Oh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, No Man's Sky is coming out, but that's not something we would play. I feel like there's a lot of big things that are coming out, but not necessarily stuff that we'll play. No Man's Sky seems like a ten-part, like, let's just see what's up. Yeah, I, and maybe, like, just, like, wander around and talk about space stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we can just look up a bunch of space facts and then talk about that while we're... Yeah, ReCore is coming out on September 13th. What's ReCore? Um, I don't know how much of a story there is with that one, but basically you play as a, like, a female question mark, and you have, like, a core that you can put into different robots. Oh, with the robot dog one. Okay. Yes, yes, that one. That's, just say robot dog. With the robot dog, yeah. Um, what else? Is, oh, Dishonored 2 is coming out in November. Pokemon Sun and Moon are coming out in November. And then December, South Park, The Fractured Butthole is coming out. Ooh, should we play that? I was, not for our audience, you know? I don't know. People were asking me about it already, and it looks like it'll be hilarious. The thing that I always wonder about with games like that is... What are, are we going to add? What are, yeah. If all the jokes are in it, like, what, uh... What, what can we say? I don't know. So, we'll have to, we'll have to think about that. If there's nothing else, it, we, it's always, like, something to keep on the back burner. If there's nothing else going on, then why not? I liked um, Stick of Truth, but towards the end, I was like, this is getting so gross. <laughs> I never finished it, so. Oh, you end the game inside of a butthole filled with cum. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bomb inside of um, a butthole that's filled with semen. I love how you assumed that when I said I didn't finish it that you had to tell me what it I have to tell you. 
I'm giving nothing away. Yeah. There's no story being given away. I'm just saying you ended up in a butthole. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, God of War looks interesting to me. I want to see more about, like, what the story is going to be like because it seems to very much move beyond previous God of War games, at least from what they showed. If uh, there's no sex mini game, then I'm not in. I don't, you know, I don't know, because Kratos is like, did you watch the trailer for it? I watched some of it. He's, like, going through the woods with his son, and he's being like, I'm a tough dad! Yeah, Supervin, our friend, was calling him Dad of War. Dad of War. <laughs> because he made, he says, like, all these, like, total dad things. I don't think that kid, I don't know if that kid is his son, though. I think he, well, probably is some sort of protege. He probably has, like, a new family or something. Well... So, what he says in the beginning is, like, did your mother teach you how to hunt? You know what I mean? Maybe he just picked this kid up, like, hey. Which might up? mean that, like, maybe he was friends with the mother, and then she died and left, and, like, he took care of the son or something. That's such a different thing than who he used to be, but whatever. Like, he's older. Who cares? Yeah, and this, this goes into, like, the Norse mythology, that's what this game is. I'm just imagining he killed all the Greek gods and he was like, you know what? We're going to, to kill some Norse gods. We're going to kill some Norse gods. Whatever. I'm, I'm bored. <laughs> um, I just, like, um, because I remember, I'm just going to talk about memories now. First time I played God of War, ripped a dude in half, but then, like, the first ten seconds, I was like, this is the greatest game ever! And then there's, like, this sex mini game where you can get a bunch of experience orbs from. And it's, like, you there's, like, these two ladies, and they're like, Kratos, come here! Oh, oh, we got huge nipples! And then, um, it'll pan away to, like, the... the so a pot next to the bed, and if you do everything right, like, the pot falls over, and they're all going, ah! and experience orbs explode out of them, and he absorbs them. You can do it over and over. And I was like, this is the best game ever. I'm 14. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could totally see young Mari playing this game and just loving it. There's a sex mini game in it! That's oh like God. That's, like, such, like, a 12-year-old. Do you know... That the thing that hooked me into Mass Effect when I was hearing about it, I was like, oh, this sounds cool. And they're like, sex gonna, with aliens. That's going to be sex. You can either be with a human male, human female, or a female alien. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they show the sides of the boobie. And I was like, oh, side of the boobie. <laughs> yeah. Let me see that boobie. <laughs> that's me. Bye. Um, I guess, like, I don't know, I think it's funny that, like, that was, like, so, I don't, I, maybe it's just because, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't find those things as, like, surprising as you do. Like, remember when we played, um, no, when we watched, uh, Fateful Findings, and you were just like, what? What is going on? And I was like, yeah, I don't find this, like, surprising at all, though. No, because I just I I enjoy the the act of being wonderfully and hor horribly surprised. Yeah. Cause they should just go walks around the world being like, you know what? If I see a man die today, just expect. It. <laughs> you wake up being like, I'm probably gonna see someone murdered. <laughs> and I wake up like, maybe terrible things happened. Maybe it's just because I don't know, like. 
I feel like nothing surprises me anymore. She's, she's seen it all. <laughs> she's seen it all, kid. <sighs> or, or maybe it's just because you, you have no chill. I don't have chill, and I like it that way. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. We need one of us to at least have kind of no chill. I'm, you know what? Ever you can always count on Mari when we play these games to be like, <gasps> What? Oh my god! Well, you, uh, ever since I've realized, or not realized, but I've been doing notes with OCD, a lot of things make sense now. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I overreact and think that the end of the world is coming because my thoughts immediately assimilate. I, I don't know how to explain this, but like, Every single situation that I'm in, my brain is constantly making plans over every single horrible thing that could possibly happen. So then when something happens that's unexpected or I haven't calculated in my mind, I lose it. <laughs> I'm not trying to diminish your experience at all, but I think a lot of people have disaster thinking even if they're not even if they don't have OCD. Oh, for I think sure. that that's very that's a pretty common thing for people who have, like, any type of mental health thing going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I feel like many mental health um, situations, diagnoses, are very similar, but, like, could have a lot of very similar... Um, aspects. That, aspects. As, or aspects in common. Yeah, aspects you know? in common, but they're not yeah. the same, but they have a lot of similar symptoms. Yeah. Well, it's also uh, black or white thinking. I think that's part of it, too. Well, genetically, bipolar, depression, schizophrenia, and, like, a lot of other um, mental illnesses have similar genetic markers mm -hmm. in them. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, another game that I'm sure everybody is probably excited about is uh, Vampire, the new game from Don't Nod. If I don't get to be a gay vampire. <laughs> I really hope so. So it takes place in England when the Spanish flu is happening, I think. And you have to decide. From what I can tell, you have to decide who to kill, essentially. Like, you have to feed and you have to decide, like, whose life to take. Which is, like, a little fucked up, but I kind of like it. You They're know French. what? I, I, it's like, I just want to say, if people are like, why would, like, why would it be game? Like, have you ever watched anything vampire or read yeah, anything vampire? Yeah, vampires, there's always gay stuff. They live forever. Of course they're going to do everything, you know? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they? Why? Exactly. Exactly. You get bored. Right. Try new things. I, Yeah. Interview so. with a vampire, they literally have a gay family. Mm -hmm. So, and they had, like, kidnap some little girl, and they're like, you're our daughter now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to turn you into a doll. Yeah, they turned her into a doll, and she was, like, 60 years old. And, and then she gets pissed, and so, like, she thro basically throws a tantrum and hides a body in her bed. Yeah, because she wanted to be the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have you heard anything about Scalebound? What's Scalebound? Scalebound, I think you are your your friends or like you ha so you tame a dragon and yep, it's. Yep, I'm in. I like it. Yeah, 
I, I don't know what the story is like at all. I just know that, like, you ride a dragon and you, like, attack monsters. <laughs> the, you know how you were saying, like, you like things to be, like, big? So the the boss that they showed. Oh, my God, there's, like, a half lizard hot guy in the main thing. His arm is, like, a lizard arm, and he's yeah. hot. Stacy. Yeah. This is my thing. <laughs> I know. And what kind of D does he have? Does he even have one? Is it retractable? Is there just a hole with things coming out of it? And if you look at the boss that comes up in this video, it's, I think it comes up in this video, it shows the biggest boss that um, that company has ever made. It's like this gigantic, like, crab thing. I see it. Yeah. And it, like, comes up out of the water in a... Yeah, it's just I am huge. so into this half-lizard guy. Yeah. So, what I know is that under those clothes, who has any idea? Does he have a tail? Does he use the tail? Does, does he have a tail? Does he use the tail? How does he use it? Where does it go? Um, let's see. Oh, I don't know if you saw the additional footage of We Happy Few. I haven't. I have oh, the game. My god, it looks so good. Is that the I, gameplay or is it a cutscene? I think it's. I don't. I think it's just a cutscene. Ah. It shows like what it will look like from a gameplay perspective. Mm -hmm. But I know. I don't know like whether it's just like the. Tr I think that it shows gameplay. Because it's a randomly generated game every time you play. Interesting. You play, but it shows like this guy, and you know he rebels by like not taking his joy. Basically, the premise of the game is, like, people take this pill called joy. And if to, you like, don't take it, you're screwed. Yeah, and if you don't take it, then everybody else is like, why won't you take your joy? Take your pill! And it takes place in, like, a post-war thing. Everything's crumbling and falling apart. But nobody knows that. Well, some people know it. Some, some people, people know. Well, I um, think everybody knows, but they take the pills. Oh, my God, he just turned into a super lizard man. Sorry. <laughs> Super lizard man. Um. So, I don't know. It looks. It looks like it. It would be pretty interesting. I. So, let's see what else. Uh, talked about record the fractured butthole. <laughs> I can't say it as not butthole. Oh yeah, fractured butthole. I know. No, it's I like, mean, they want you to say butthole. So I know the fractured butthole. Uh, there's also Grow Up, which takes the Grow Home robot to space, and... Wait, what's it called? Grow Up. Ah, uh, okay. Like, oh, Grown Home? Oh, like Grown Home, it's the extended... Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the extent, it's an extension of the story. Ah. Also, not sure if you saw the trailer for Prey. Prey 2? No, it's Prey, and it looks very different. I never played Prey 2, but it looks very different. It's like... No, Prey One is what came out, but they're remaking it, or what is it? It's it's some it's supposedly something just like new. It's not. Oh, it has I, nothing to do with the original Prey. I don't know if it's like a spiritual successor, but everyone was saying that it looks like pretty different from the original. Oh yeah, so it's like, yeah, they're just calling it Prey. It has nothing to do with the other Prey. I'm not sure. I haven't played the game. 
Okay, so in the original Prey, your girlfriend gets kidnapped, and you're a Native American man, and you go and you fight aliens, but your spirit guide so, helps you fight the aliens. <laughs> what, the, what, the trailer, what the trailer shows is you're this guy who keeps waking up in his apartment, and everything is exactly the same, but every day, like, he checks his eye, like, looking for something, clearly, and it progressively gets more and more red, and then it turns completely red, and then, like... The trailer kind of like breaks down and then something creepy happens and it's kind of like a mystery as to like what they're going for there but it looked I don't know it's it's one of those trailers where it's like I don't know exactly like what what this is about but I want to see more of it to see if it could be interesting or not mm-hmm. uh, do you want to do a couple book recommendations before we do questions uh, if you don't have course. one, yeah, that's I don't okay. have one. Okay. Um, so we are sponsored by Audible, which means that if you visit our referral link, which is audibletrial.com slash geekremix, you get one month free trial and can listen to a free audiobook. Uh, Mari and I both love listening to audiobooks because Mari does a lot of driving. I do a lot of walking around the city, and it's just like so much easier to listen to a book. If you have anxiety, like, walking Yeah, and anxiety. then you can just, like, yeah. I It's just, like, you tune everybody out. You listen to a story. Um, Audible has a lot of, like, really awesome books to choose from. Like, they have – I'm consistently amazed by – I would, you know, I thought I would, like, run up against – because it's audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure whether I would constantly be looking for things and not being able to find them, but I have, like, 115 books in my wish list. <laughs> oh, I have one. World War Z. Yeah. They have really good voice actors for World War Z. Like, really good ones. Oh, do they do a, uh, like, multiple voice actors? Yeah, there's a different voice actor for each. It's as if It's a somebody, cast performance? It's, okay, so, like, you know, World War Z is a book of different people telling their story of how they survived the zombie apocalypse. So each oh, one right. is, in, is kind of like an interview with each, with each of those people. So there's, like, one guy from South Africa who sounds like he's from South Africa. There's, like, old people, young people, people from India, people, like, and they all have the appropriate accents that don't sound fake. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, you know, it, it feels like you're listening to an audio documentary. Yeah. It's very good. They do a really good job with the voices. It's not, like, just one guy reading it. It's multiple different human beings. Different perspectives. Different perspectives read by different people who are acting. They're not, like, just reading it. They're acting as if they're that person. Oh, yeah. That's, like, one of the best parts about it is that it's, like, it's not just somebody reading the text. It's, like, you get different voices for different characters and stuff like that. I just finished reading um, Stormfront, which is the first book in the Dresden Files series, which is about Harry Dresden, who is a grumbly wizard detective. Wait, I've heard of that. There's yeah. Like sex yeah. vampires in that. Uh, not in the book I read, but... Um, so I like reading crime novels and reading fantasy books, so this was like a super awesome combination. I can't remember who recommended it to me, but it was... I don't know. I really liked it. Um, I mean... Uh... Yeah, sorry. I can't remember who recommended it, but it was it was a nice book. 
Um, and if you guys are interested in checking out like the other books that I've recommended on the podcast, you can find me on Goodreads, which is goodreads.com slash geekremixalot. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find all the books that I've recommended on like all of our podcast episodes, as well as some other favorites that I added. I have to pee. Can you talk about something while I pee? I'll be really fast. Okay. Don't talk about something weird. Actually, do. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. So we have a couple questions, but I don't want to get into those until Mari gets back. So I see people. Oh, and, you know, I see people pointing out that they like reading books because they're less expensive. So I've actually found that when you're a member, and I'm not saying that you have to become a member to Audible, but as a member, like, you pay, so you pay... I paid $22 a month to get two audiobooks for free. And they very frequently run specials so that you can get audiobooks for like $3 or $4, which is much cheaper than you'd get them if you were to even pick up a physical book. Um, So although the membership is like $22 for two, a month, which is what I do. You can also pay like $11 for one or whatever it is. Um, I think I calculated it like on the whole, the money that I've paid for all of the books, it ends up being less than if I had bought the books. So for Audible memberships, are you talking about? Yeah. And somebody was asking about like the cost, like how much it costs. And I was just saying like, it depends, like, if you only read one or if you read two. Um, also, I mean, I I don't spend a lot of time, like, sitting at home able to read things. Like, I spend a lot of time, like, walking around the city and stuff like that. So Audiobooks really help with my anxiety. Even if I'm sitting at, in my house. Yeah. Even if I'm sitting in my house, I, uh, I just put my headphones on so I can, like, get my... I don't know, like, how other people feel, but, like, my mind, you know, constantly refreshes terrible I, things I, all over get, and over I and over again. I get distracted when I read. Like, if I'm trying to read, like, something that's on a page, I am constantly, like, getting distracted and, like, checking Twitter and whatnot, whereas it's, like, I don't do that as much with audiobooks. And also, like, like, you can, yeah. like, clean the house. Or oh, out. I know. My house is so much cleaner. <laughs> yeah, like you put an audiobook in and then you can like clean your house or work out or go for yeah. a walk. Like because your mind is being stimulated and you're not – and like if you have anxiety where your brain is constantly thinking about all the things you need to be nervous about or if you have a hard time sleeping. Yeah, I always listen to them like as I go to bed and you can set like a sleep timer so that it shuts off. Yeah, After, because, like, half an hour? Yeah. Because I have a really hard time sleeping. Really hard. So I've made this, like, ritual that I do to go to sleep where I'll lay down, turn off the lights, put my headphones in, and just pick something to listen to and just relax and listen to it. Also, I put take a melatonin. So that helps a lot, too. But it's a whole thing. And if you, like, have a problem with waking up in the middle of the night, just turn it back on and listen to it until you fall back asleep. That's what I do. That's my system. Yeah. Hold on. Somebody was asking me a question. Oh, here. I'll let you talk about this first question. I think you'll like this one. In all of the video games you've played, which character do you think slash no has the biggest dick? 
Hmm. Oh, somebody said that uh, relative to their body size, Solus has the biggest penis. Oh, like somebody oh. examined each of the bulges. Oh my god. But I, but that's relative to their body size. I wonder if they, well, relative to their body size, Solus is supposed to have the biggest penis, but clearly Iron Bull has the biggest penis overall, and he has a dragon penis, and that yeah. is somewhere hidden on the game files. They said it's there, but I don't think anybody's been able to find it yet. But he has a dragon penis. Um, so his would be pretty big. Most people headcanon that Garrus has a penis and what it looks like, but who knows if he really does have one. Garrus Vakarian, I mean. Hmm. I have to think about this. Who's got the biggest dick? Do you think Dante and Virgil have huge dongs? They certainly act like it. Well, they are half demons, so they would have, like, huge dongs. Because I was like, I... oh, they're just human. No, wait, no, they're not. They're half demon half angel so these they've got to have they've something. got demon my they've got demon dicks exactly like half demon half angel dicks so what's up that's, with that that's pretty it's pretty insane what does that even look like <laughs> somebody what so iron somebody bull, is saying that you can buy an iron bull representation on bad dragon obviously bad dragon is golden <laughs> i know Perfect. Oh my god. Like, I wanna I wanna find it now. <laughs> you wanna look it up on the stream? <laughs> no, no, don't Yes, let's do it! Don't <laughs> I'm doing it. I don't know if it's like do you submit a design? Like or do they just have one that's like, this is it. We did it already. Mm, let's see. I love how they call them adoptions. Yeah. You're not buying them. You're adopting them. Let's see. Bad dragon. Bad <laughs> they dragon have one that's specifically a demon one. Of course they do. Have you ever seen the dildos that are for Twilight fans? What? Those... Yeah. You're supposed to put them in the fridge. So, oh, my gosh. So they're cold. Yeah. That makes sense. Huh. Is this it? Which one? products is what I imagine iron oh no it's what they imagine iron bull's penis to look like mm. okay Qu for quinari fantasy ideas I also like the orc medium dildo from exotic erotics <laughs> <laughs> this is somebody's tumblr romancing iron bull 18 plus adults only I love that they're living their life ooh you can donate to them if you guys like what this person's about you can donate to them Looking at dragon dilds on <laughs> the internet. Toys. What's the difference between a toy and an adoption? Why do you adopt them? It's because they're, like, alive? What's the, like, idea behind adoption? Does anyone know why it's called adoption? Like, I get why, but why? You know? Yeah. Like, why did they actually decide? Is it to, know. like, make it, like, a real thing? Or, like, an emotional connection, or... I don't know. That's a good question. Um, okay. We have two last questions. Okay. So, if you guys were pirates, any kind you want to be, sky pirates, sea pirates, space pirates, what would your pirate names be, and what kind of treasure would you seek? 
You know what I want? Remember that movie? The movie I Carlock recommended Space to you? Space Pirate? Yes! Yeah, that's Carlock what I... Space <laughs> Pirate. That. Everything that's that. I know, because the first thing that came to my mind was Harlock Space Pirate. Harlock Space Pirate was the greatest movie ever made. I... Oh, my God. Because I, I would, like, watched it with Raphael, and we were both sitting there, like, what? And then they recommended it to you. And, and I was like, watch. what? I know, it was amazing. I was yeah. like, is this, like, a video game anime, but they just made it a movie? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, don't they... Didn't they do that with, like... That's what fan... Final Fantasy VII Advent Children is. But it's like, somebody was just like, is it cool? Put it in. Does it make sense? Who gives a shit? Yeah, just put it in there. It's so cool. Like, this, there, it's a spaceship, space pirate ship, and the front of it is a skull and crossbones, and it goes through clouds all the time, even though they're in space. And, there's <laughs> and it's a, like, what? And there's a giant gun that's on Jupiter. Yeah. For some reason, and they pointed at Earth, but like, wh- well, don't tell the- them the whole story. Like, if they want to see, it's on Netflix. I highly recommend. I'm sure that- if I told them the whole story, it's there's it still would be a surprise. I know, but you have a nasty habit of like telling people the entire plot. I of have movies. to do it. I have to. I have to be complete. I know. Mari was, when, when the Once Upon a Time thing happened, you were like, did you see this? It's the episode where blah, 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 blah. I did not. That did not happen. I did not tell you anything. I said, did you see the lesbian thing yet? Yeah. Because I had been waiting a whole year because they said, there's going to be lesbian shit. And I was like, okay, where is it? Oh, my God. You were, like, flipping out. Well, Stacey... They can't just say that and then have it be in the second to last episode, okay? It wasn't the second to last episode. I waited. I waited. I was it, was like, in the, it was in the second half of I was, the I was scared season. that I was being teased because they have everybody, like, looking at each other. And I was like, is it them? Is it those two? Who are, who, what's uh, going on? Well, I did the same thing, but mostly because of you. Well, yeah. <laughs> because you said that it happened, and I was like, all right, well, then who's it going to be? And I kept, like... Looking at everybody. It's better that way if you're. <laughs> I feel like it's better if you're constantly wondering who it's gonna be. Yeah. Who is it? Which one? Yeah, but I think I would be. I think I would be a space pirate, and I would probably. I mean, is it is it too ridiculous to say we'd be on a no, quest for No, it's not. Booty? It's not too. It, I already said it wasn't too ridiculous, and I didn't even get to the part where you said booty. Yeah. Yeah. We would be a space pirate, but we would be, like, vigilante space pirates. Yeah. Vigilante booty seekers? Yeah. Like, we just, like, butts. But, look, it's just butts. You open up the chest, and it's just, like, a pile of golden butts. Just a pile of, just, like, this, like, big butt sitting in there. You squeeze it. You're like, we got it. We got the butt. We found it. It's a butt. And just squeeze it and slap it. Um, last question. Do you think that we would make non-gaming videos on YouTube in the future, such as Q&As or dumb challenges, etc.? Uh, maybe. I don't know. You know, my answer to this would be the same answer that that I usually give when people are like, hey, do you think you guys would ever do blah? And I'm like, maybe. I don't know. But it's like, 
the thing is, is that like just to do the stuff that we do right now, it already takes up a lot of our time. Yeah, Stacey has a job and she goes to school, so like people are like, when's this coming out? Other people who are our size, they don't, they do this full time because they can. Well, because and because there's just one of them. There's just one of them. In order for us to do this full time, I think we have to be like three times as big. Yeah. And it's like it's way harder for two people because it's two it's two schedules. It's like, you know, I mean, we're lucky enough. I feel like that we get to set aside and then one entire day per week. Like if you think about all the other stuff that we have going on, that's that's pretty impressive, you know? Yeah, we have like way we have so much stuff to do and you know, other people, like, they do this full-time, and they can, like, make a video that day and upload it, where Stacy and I, we have to, like, record for eight hours in a row, and then I have to edit it down, and then have that come up every day, and then people are like, play this, play this, play this, and, you know, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but it's not possible to, for us to do it in the same way that other channels do who has just one person, yeah. or for people who live together. Yeah. I know, I feel like sometimes people think that we, like, live, like, next door. That we're, like, that, that we're, like, a, uh, best friends on a sitcom. And yeah. one of us just, like, walks out the door and walks into the other one's house to a laugh track and is like, hey, what's going on? Unfortunately, Stacy lives an hour away from me. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to go drive to her house, pick her up, and take her back. So that's two hours. I have to wake up. Go get her, and then two hours later, we can start recording. I know. And I get overwhelmed very easily, so I have to, like, calm down once I get out of the car, and then we can record. Yeah. Which is not to say that it's bad, and also, like, I don't have anything against, like, other channels for being able to do things the way that they do. Uh, It's just not an option for us. Yeah, I guess my only thing would be, like, hey, it's just important to keep in mind that, like, not every channel operates the same, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm jealous that they can all just do that, like, just... Because for us, in order to do a game on release, like, other people, they just, like, oh, this game's coming out at midnight, I'll just stay up. For us, we have to, like, plan the entire week. (laughs) We usually plan, like, if we're going to do that, we usually plan those things weeks in advance. We have to, because we have spouses who are, like, you're going to be in the house being loud at night, and we have, like, you know, work obligations, and we have to be like, okay, well, neither of us are going to sleep for the next two days, we have to plan around that, and we have Mm -hmm. to plan our medicine and stuff, like, yeah, we have to plan our medicine, that's like, yeah, that's that's another thing, too, because, yeah. I feel Are like you that... comfortable with saying why or? Oh, I mean, it's just like when I don't, when I don't, so I usually take it like 7 p.m. if I, if I want to go to bed at like 11. And if I don't take it for like an extended period of time, it just like, I, I'm not saying I like go immediately crazy, but it's like, I won't sleep if I don't take it. You I know just, what I mean? Yeah, because doing these like midnight releases it's difficult because both Stacy and I need to take medicine before we go to bed. And if we don't do that, we don't go to sleep and we're also not getting our medicine. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that throws us off in terms of our mood, in terms of how we think. So that's yeah. very hard. And, um, you that's know. another, that's another reason why, like whenever people are like, Hey, are you going to cover this game? And I almost never commit to doing it. 
Like, I almost never tell people yes. It's always like, well, we want to, and we'll see, like, what happens. You know what I mean? Like, we want to be able to do the things that everybody else can do, but, you know, the whole not taking your medicine thing at the right time, that's, you know, we've been doing it for a while, so it doesn't feel like a big deal, but it's, it's, a, it's kind of a big sacrifice because you're basically asking Stacy to be... Unmedicated? Yeah, now, I don't want him to say it like that, but it's like it's asking Stacy to be, and and me to like, give up our sanity <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like that's what you're asking, and like we want to do that. We want to be able to do that and stuff. It's just not as easy for us as it is for other people. Yeah, and I mean honestly, it would probably be like if both of us were just doing this. It would probably be easier because then um, we can just be. Because then we just like shift the schedule, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, in, like instead of me having to take, um, Stacy's making a bigger sacrifice than I am. I just, I just have to go to therapy for now. But I just don't like having my schedule shifted because it messes with my mood a lot. Yeah. But Stacy, she has to go to work, and so yeah. if she's going to work and she's not like, on top of her game, and, you know, you can't make that kind of excuse at work, you know? Yeah. I also, I wouldn't say that this, like, sacrifices my health, because it's not like I don't recover from it, you know what I mean? But it's, it's so stressful. It, I mean, it's, like, it's stressful, but I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know. No, I, I feel... I don't want, I don't want people to, like, worry about it in the same, like, just to be understanding of, like, the decisions that we make, that's all I want. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're not I being a martyr, but I feel like people should really understand the, the sacrifice that you're making, though. You know? Well, but I, I don't want people to be like, oh, my God, like, then you should never do it. And it's like, well, no, I want to do it. I, you just have to understand, like, the consequences, you know? Yeah, because for other people, they can just do that. They can stay up late and they'll be okay. It's just that we have to make this, a lot of plans and a lot of preparation and stuff for just staying up late, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's weird how it's like, you know, yeah. Well, I feel like we've talked about it for a while, and I feel like I, I got all my reservations out there. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about today? Um, nope. Is there any questions in the chat? Um... I didn't see any other ones. Do, do, do. Those were all the questions that I had taken down. A lot of people had asked us to talk about, like, games we were excited for and E3 stuff, so we talked about that. Uh, a bunch of people asked, like, political questions, which, mm. like, I, I understand that people get, like, curious about that type of thing, but I also feel like if you know us at all, then you already know the answer to those questions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we're pretty clear about our stances on a lot of things. But when it comes down to specific things, I don't want to get too into that because... No, yeah. I don't either. I'm just saying that, like, when people ask questions, like, that are political, it's like, well, you already know the answer to that. You know what I mean? You just, you're, this question is like asking for a rant. Mm, yeah, I only rant when I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Um... And, or, like, asking about things that are just, like, obviously tragic. It's like, well, it's a tragedy. Like, what else do you say? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, there's, there are a lot of people who have talked about things like that much more eloquently and knowledgeably than I can. Mm -hmm. So I will off, like, I'll offer commentary on Twitter, like when I have something to say, but otherwise it's like, you know, I'm not an, I'm not an expert on pretty much anything. (laughs) So, uh, you know, well, anyways, all right. If there are no other questions, I think we're good. No questions. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks for everybody for stopping by and we will talk.